Thank you so very much, Dr. Garland. It has been a real joy to be associated with Truett Seminary. I feel like part of the seminary. And uh, a few years ago, I noticed that the, the hymnals in the pews were kind of disappearing. Uh, and I, I went around and counted how many we needed. And so I gave the money uh, and uh, gave about 50 hymnals to replace the ones that had walked away. Uh, and uh, so uh, then when the seminary got new hymnals, uh, they, sent, they sent those hymnals over so that my organ students could then have hymnals uh, to, to practice playing hymns. Uh, so I hope that the, the, this new hymnal will not walk away as rapidly as the others did. <laughs> um, when I play, I very often like to begin with a paraphrase. It's, it's a, a prayer, uh, and it, it's a prayer of a, a hymn that is found in the Baptist hymnal. It's called, My Singing is a Prayer, O Lord. My playing is a prayer, O Lord, a prayer of thanks and praise. In music, Lord, I worship thee. Thy beauty fills my days. O bless my hands and let them play thy love so strong and true. And bless all those who listen, Lord. Help them to worship you. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff They comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me 
all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm so grateful to Dr. Garland for having asked me to do this chapel program and to Dr. Nan for uh, reading the scripture so beautifully. Uh, that piece was a piece called The Lord is My Shepherd by Raymond Hahn, a, an English teacher from Michigan. And when I heard that, I thought, uh, you know, it would be nice if we read the 23rd Psalm rather than just play a piece and it, it, it seemed to work perfectly and so I have done that a number of times and there there's so many times uh, in fact I had a concert to play one time in Cheyenne Wyoming and the organist the organ was hidden in the balcony you couldn't see anything but they got a very handsome man who was the leading news anchor on a television st uh, station and he read the scriptures uh, he wanted it to be perfect so we had to rehearse 12 times and uh, and then they got a very beautiful young woman to do it to sign it also so that is an idea for you all when you're planning a worship service a lot of times you can you can use music as an inspiration uh, or that it has been inspired by the scripture i'm going to uh, i'm using the new american standard bible because when i started teaching at baylor every member of the baylor faculty was given a new american standard bible in uh, um, by the Lockman Foundation, and it felt so good to be a member of a, a, a faculty member at a church where that was uh, th that was done, and it was so important. I, when we think about music in worship, uh, we find a lot of references to music in the scriptures, but there's several passages I particularly like, and I wanted to share. Um, with you from the King James Version, Psalm 33, 3, um, is something that organists, I've told organists to use, um, particularly the organist gets the cr criticism, you play too loud. So all you have to do is say, oh, I was just obeying the scriptures, Psalm 33, 3b, which says, play skillfully with a loud noise. <laughs> The, the whole verse says, sing unto him a new song, play skillfully with a loud noise. Um, in, second, in, in 1 Chronicles, uh, we read uh, 1 Chronicles 9, verse 33. Um, uh, this is a translation from the Holman, Holman Study Bible. The singers stayed in the temple chambers and were exempt from other tasks because they were on duty day and night. 
So the, the singers uh, and the, the musicians were, that was considered such an important job that they were on duty 24 hours a day and they were expected to give their full attention to the Lord. Second Chronicles 5 verses 12 through 14 also describes the dedication of the temple uh, after Solomon uh, had, uh, after the uh, temple had been completed and it must have been tre tremendous uh, with so many people blowing trumpets and and playing all these instruments that David had had uh, had them do, and it was just amazing. Um, oh, another favorite passage uh, is a reference to the children of Israel going into battle, and the scripture says the choir went first. Now I don't know if the choir was so bad that the <laughs> that the choir went first or what it was, but I think I like it. I think that you know they were led and and uh, the organ gave them so much. Uh, it, it really, um, the organ. Uh, I mean the organ, the, the music led them, gave them courage, and so uh, the choir went first. Um, the Dr. Garland mentioned how I became an organist, and uh, when I was four years old, I decided I wanted to be the king, marry the King of England, but I was told that he was already married and he had daughters and he didn't have a son, so the likelihood of that happening was not going to be very great. So then I decided, uh, okay, I want to have an evening gown and silver slippers. Well, in the intervening time, I have a whole closet full of recital dresses, and I have silver slippers and gold slippers, but I thought at 9.30 in the morning I better wear just plain black shoes, but I have, I have organ shoes in navy and red and silver and gold, and uh, of course the gold ones are the magic ones, but at any rate, um, they know all the music. So, um, so my ambition changed, and I have been very grateful. When, when I hurt my hand and couldn't play, I had been practicing for 12 years. You know, at age 16, to be a has-been and to have 12 years of work go down the drain is pretty difficult. But I turned to the organ and began to play pedal studies on the organ, and that is how I became an organist. By the time my hand got well, I was so fascinated with the organ that I had decided to become an organist. And in these intervening years, I've been blessed to play for 6,000 people at Notre Dame, 13,000 people in Japan, uh, to play all around the world, uh, not in India, uh, but to, to play uh, so many places. And But the most important thing that I get to do is to share the love of God and the Jesus uh, with, with people through music. Now, I'm going to take you on a little musical tour of the organ because a lot of people wonder why in the world, you know, the organ is an old instrument. It's passé. The organ, the first organ was built 200 years before Jesus was born. And the first organs were, were uh, built as gifts to kings. Um, and then later they were uh, used to uh, accompany events in the Roman arena. Uh, there was an organ uh, that was, uh, could be heard clearly on the Mount of Olives about two miles away from where it was located. Some of the organs were very, very loud. Others were tiny little organs, uh, uh, just a little collection of maybe 
uh, ten or eight pipes that the organist would hold the instrument on one hand, pump it with one hand, and play with one finger. So organs exist in all kinds of sizes. And you might, so I want to give you just a little taste of what the organ can do. And I hope you can hear me.